0: You're tuned in to the best in paranormal programming. This is the Paranormal 60 News. Monsters, Bigfoot, Man Bat, Reptilians Edition. More right after this. Good evening friends and welcome i am your host and anchor dave schrader this weekend i'm at the ohio state reformatory for parasycon three along with a lot of amazing guests you can get information at parasycon.com p-a-r-a-p-s-y-c-o-n.com, P-A-R-A-P-S-Y-C-O-N.com. If you get a chance, come on out and see us. We'll be there all day Saturday, all day Sunday. It's going to be an amazing time for those of you that have already got VIP tickets. We have that little fun party that's happening Friday night tonight, so I want to make sure that you get a chance to stop by and say hi. It has been an extremely busy week in the world of news. Um, I want to thank everybody that tuned into our bonus episode this past Wednesday with Scott Walter, Alien Artifacts. Or fiction. The feedback I'm getting is amazing. Thank you guys for tuning in and checking it out. I knew you would be blown away by what you saw. Let's uh let's bring in the crew, ladies and gentlemen, shall we? The paranormal detective is here with us, Greg Lawson. Hello, Greg. Yes, I am, and hello, Dave. Also joining us, the Colonel himself tucked away in a bunker somewhere with beautiful white blinds. The one and only Martin Vias. Marty, good to see you, sir. Hey, Dave. Good to see you, man. Can't wait for this show. This week has been crazy. Yes, it has. And we've been telling him for a year. It's like trying to get through a brick wall to talk to him. And now he's proving it all the way from Oklahoma. Is that right? You're in Oklahoma this time? I'm in Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma. I like it. We've got... Can't the one you and tell by friend. the wall? Eric Folsom. I can't. Wow. Every time you raise your arm, you vanish. That's the magic of... The green screen. (laughs) So uh, we've got a lot to talk about guys. I, you know, God, I don't even know where to begin with this. I mean, I do, because this has been all over the news this week. Um, There was the big U S UFO disclosure Pentagon meeting that took place this week. A senior defense department intelligence official said on Tuesday that the Pentagon is committed to determining the origins of what the government calls unidentified aerial phenomena in the first public congressional hearing concerning what are commonly known as UFOs, and this is the first time in more than 50 years a meeting like this has taken place. Two top U.S. defense intelligence officials appeared before a U.S. House of Representatives intelligence subcommittee 11 months after a report documenting more than 140 cases of unidentified aerial phenomena or UAPs that U.S. military pilots have reported observing since 2004 now we know that our service members have encountered unidentified aerial phenomena and because UAP pose potential flight safety and general security risks we are committed to a focused effort to determine their origins according to Ronald Moultray, who oversees the new group as the U.S. defense undersecretary for intelligence and security and that's what he said during the hearing the other official to testify was Scott Bray uh, deputy director of Naval intelligence and the more popular term UFO for unidentified flying object has long been widely associated with the notion of alien spacecraft, which received no mention in last June's UAP presentation. The focus instead was on possible implications for us national security and aviation safety. And guys, there's a lot of hubbub. A lot of people seem very, um, I guess bent out of shape, by, uh, what happened. I loved it. I was up early, watched this entire presentation. I thought that, uh, they provided exactly what I expected. They gave us an overview. They said, we're now going to look into this. We're contextualizing these things as a real threat. We're not just going to let them go by anymore. Uh, and they answered quite a few questions. I love the fact that, that members of Congress, people that were there representing our country and our people they had good questions, well-thought-out questions, everything from what do we know about the case where the UFOs actually flew over one of our military installations, powering down our uh, missile silos. And it was an it was an interesting, weird moment, but I'm glad that it was captured because uh, as he questioned Mr. Moultrie and Bray, they were like, well, we're not familiar with this story. And you saw the skepticism wash over this representative's face, and he's like, you realize how important... This is right. How do we get this on your radar? And they're like, well, usually somebody of importance has to kind of put us on this trail and, uh, we have to deem it as a, you know, as something important. And he goes, well, and he kind of looked around he goes, I'm, I don't know if I'm important, but I think you should be looking into this. <laughs> and they said, all right, yeah. we're going to, we're going to dig into this. I thought all of their answers matched up with what I expected and kind of superseded my expectations as well. And I know you guys have watched this, uh, anybody want to weigh in? Well, you know uh i taken for example that
1: that there has been a lot has gone on within the last fifty years between the mm-hmm. last meeting and this one uh there's a lot of information, obviously uh Greg can attest to this based off his research, but um I think this was the first this was the first meeting, and I think uh for those who are a little upset about not getting what they were wanting, uh, bear in mind again, this is the first meeting. So this is kind of just the introductory type of information. I think that they're going to, uh, talk about. I was, I too was hoping to hear some, um, things other, uh, other than, uh, in regards to the inter, uh, inter-organization, inter-agency work that I was wanting to hear, like between the,
0: uh, you know, the, um, well, they, they posed that question, Marty. They said, you know, are we making sure we're not chasing our own tail? Do we have something implemented and in place so that we're not looking into our own secret tech? Right, and right. I like that they had already thought that through. They're like, yes, we've got. And then he goes, do you have the clearance to get the actual information? And he said, yes, we are working with them. So they're going to tip their hats and understand there are different levels of security uh, for you watching and listening to this. And they have to be. Proactive, but protective of that security. But it has been made known that they are going to be more forthcoming, but behind closed doors about things like that. Greg, what did you make of this meeting?
2: Yeah, hi- historically, you know, uh, a lot of this stuff that people have seen, they're they're being reported by citizens and uh, and it's very unusual, and they they report it. And uh, um, there's people in the military or the government that don't know anything about it. And they take that information in, and they ask questions, uh, and then there's there could be, uh, if these are, are secret type uh, operations, there could be individuals in the military that do know about it, and they're not going to tell you, and mm. that's just the way it is. And so I think um, they might be bridging the gap a little bit there, to where um, you know they will be able to say something like, okay, uh, we, you know, you reported this particular thing, and you don't have to worry about that. I I was impressed with the
0: fact that that they made the comment, well, what are we going to do? What is the penalty that we're going to put in place for people that are putting in false reports? And that was great. But what that also opened up was we need to remove the stigma. Our best eyes are in the skies, our pilots and our military officials, and they are terrified to come forward. And talk about these things for fear of repercussions on their career, on their mental stability. We have to remove that stigma. To me, that was a huge step. And you, Marty and, and Greg, you were both former military. How big is that to know that that, that lid has been lifted off of this kind of controversy?
2: I, I think it, it's, oh, go ahead, Gary. Go ahead. No, no it's, it's huge. And the simple fact that, you know, as an operations specialist in the Navy, uh, our motto was, in God we trust, all others we track. And we track everything, and I mean everything. Every airliner that disappears, mm-hmm. we know where it went. We're just not going to tell you where it went because we don't want to, you know, we want don't want to reveal the technology that we're using and the fact that we do know these things.
0: Now that so. brings up another point during the course of the meeting. Uh, there were questions asked, and and they did say, this is something we'll have to talk about behind closed doors. And that seemed to infuriate people. And you have to realize, folks, they, they gave you the answer why. Because we can track some of these things. We're not going to show our hand how, because we have enemies out there. We have adversaries, as they call them, not enemies, but we have adversaries who, if we alert them to how we're we're keeping track of this stuff. Right. That, that gives them insights that could be detrimental to us as a country. So you have to, there's got to be some give and take. And right now they're doing some given. And I think more is going to come our way. Eric, what did you make of this historic meeting?
3: Yeah, you know, what you were talking about, a lot of that happened in the first 10 minutes. They set this, the baseline right from the very beginning. Um, and as someone who doesn't have the military experience that, that Greg and Marty have, what I took away from this was, I think it was Congressman Coleman at the very beginning, who talked about, um, I, I think he might be the skeptic in the group, because he talked about, could this be things that Russia, China, and other adversaries are actually doing? And I thought about that for a minute, and I said to myself, I'm sure there is some of that that is. But these things go back long before the technology that we have today existed, right? So um, I'm excited because you saw both sides of it. You saw them talking about the stigma being removed. You're talking about high-level military officials that have seen these things haven't come forward with them, and now we're going to be allowed to. So are we going to see just uh, an inundation of stories come out over the next six months where these people have held them inside for years and years? Right. You know, hey, Dave,
1: I I wanted to add one Mm -hmm. thing. I'm sorry. And Greg, you can back me up if if uh, you'd like. Um, I, it's great that they're taking the stigma away at the operational level. Mm-hmm. But at some point, regardless of how much data, and they talked a lot about bad data today, mm-hmm. at some point, it's going to get to to where a high-level official is going to have to say, we have no idea what this is. And that does not go very well in the DOD.
0: No, there, there's going to have, <laughs> but you that's, can't, what, that's what they there said. better be answers. Yeah, they exactly, have. they don't have answers, and this is what worries them. They they're not as focused on as we are the alien threat. They're focused on what are these? Let's make sure that this isn't something from one of our adversaries. That and, and I understand that that's got to be our first line of of concern. Um, and especially if they do have the capabilities of shutting down missile silos, turning, you know, EMP powers that can knock out uh, electronics, that's dangerous as hell for all of us. And they, they asked that question. I saw that they kind of skirted it. And although the, the representative was very, um, he wanted more information on it, I think behind closed doors are going to give more information as well, because if they do know it's one of our adversaries, they don't want to tip the hat. So it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a very awkward dance, but we also have to realize they can't go back and suddenly admit to everything over the last 50, 60 years. They're going to have to be extremely cautious with the way they go forward in this, because once you, we all kind of know their secrets already. We we kind of accept it to a degree, but when you, you know, it's like, you know, your dad has cried, but you've never seen him cry. And when you do, it kind of makes you go, Oh, geez, that's disturbing. You don't want to see Daddy cry. you don't want to see the government admit yeah, we've been lying to you you know it's there it's subtext, but there's still that plausible deniability which I think is is key to, to everything that we're about to see with this closure. Now a lot of people want to know well why are we still hiding? why aren't we talking about this And this guy is a perfect example why Tim Burchette calls the UFO hearing a joke and says that wreckage has, in fact, been recovered. He's a U.S. congressman, Tim Burchett, and he has called this hearing nothing more than a joke. Burchett's comments were made in a tweet shortly after the House subcommittee uh, hearing on government investigations of UAPs. It was the first meeting, as we said, to take place in over 50 years. Prior to the meeting, Burchett also claimed that wreckage from UFOs seen flying over the U.S. had been recovered. Um, he said he has gotten that from multiple sources that it informed him of that fact, but he was not willing to elaborate further. So I think it's funny. He's, he's bitching and whining that, uh, we didn't elaborate more in that meeting, but he won't elaborate on what
2: he thinks he knows. Yeah. Funny how those conspiracy theory types do that, right? People don't realize if we do have it, we may not want
0: China and Russia and Korea to know we've got it because what we're getting from it could protect us.
2: People don't realize how much we are being watched and monitored by other countries. Mm-hmm. They ignore it or they just, uh, just go about their day. When I was on Nimitz, we had a little, you know, Russian trawlers, little uh, uh, fishing boats following us around everywhere we went. Right. And right before desert storm, we threw a big uh, uh, sat, um, satellite dome on the, the superstructure of Nimitz. We had Russian trawlers just inundate us. They follow us everywhere, follow us everywhere. And you could see them out there taking pictures, and they're supposed to pretend like they're fishing boats. Well, they right. weren't. You know what kind of uh, satellite we had? So we could pick yeah. up CNN during uh, during Desert Storm. Oh, no lie. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it was. But they thought yeah. it was all this some sort of new technology that this uh, huge Air Force, I mean, uh, uh, United States Navy ship had for their their aircraft, comrades. We apparently need to upgrade to direct TV. <laughs> that is very good. They get CNN was, in middle of ocean.
0: Uh, again, here's another knucklehead who's come out, and again, is this I um, I feel like this is like a form of disinformation. People just in a in a way mildly mocking it, but. Now, Geraldo Rivera has entered the fray. Looks like he's about ready to bite into an imaginary Big Mac in this photograph. Geraldo Rivera says he has seen a UFO, but then he also kind of tipped his head at maybe he shouldn't have said all of this. He saw it while he was driving, stoned on ecstasy. Fox News, Geraldo Rivera claimed he once saw a UFO when he was driving in the Bahama banks while stoned on ecstasy. Uh, The veteran conservative commentator's revelation about driving under the influence came during a discussion about a House Intelligence Committee hearing on unidentified flying objects on uh, Tuesday's broadcast of The Five. He said, I've sailed around the world. I've seen a lot of clear skies. I've seen satellites, which are kind of spooky, weather balloons and stray aircraft, Rivera told his fellow panelists. The only time I ever saw a UFO happens to be when I was stoned on ecstasy he recalled it looked like a great big north star brighter than the north star it was right on the horizon and then i tried to avoid it i steered around it and then he pulled up and rolled down his window and said come on man are we gonna do this or what allegedly (laughs) i i get that from good authorities i could be wrong uh i i do love that emily jumped on him and she said wait you were driving stoned on ecstasy he ignored it, and he goes, he kept following me, and I went back the other way, Rivera continued, ignoring the question. It was right in front of me. It just tracked me everywhere I went. Rivera's description of the incident suggested he was driving a boat, though it was unclear, and he didn't say when it happened.
2: Hmm. Couldn't have been too long ago with ecstasy, right? Uh, I don't know. It's been around for about 20 Would, years now. Yeah, it, wouldn't, it wasn't in the 70s. Let's put it that way.
0: No. Crazy. All right. Uh, I, I do have to make this quick mention. Discovery Plus is dropping a brand new groundbreaking documentary uh, today. As a matter of fact, it has come out. It is called Alien Endgame. In 2021, a groundbreaking Pentagon report revealed what the government had denied for decades, the existence of UAPs or UFOs. They are real and may even pose a threat to our planet. In the new documentary Alien Endgame, an all-new Discovery Plus two-hour Documentary that begins streaming today, Friday, May 20th. Former members of the U.S. military break their silence about the massive cover up of their testifying, or I'm sorry, terrifying close encounters. And now we all have to ask are we prepared for an alien invasion? A series of mystery sightings in the sky are raising national security concerns
2: now. Navy pilots say they saw something that defies the limits of known aviation technology. For decades, the U.S. government
1: has ignored reports of unidentified flying objects harassing our military.
2: Lying to the public is part of what we do. You pay us to do it. Finally, a groundbreaking Pentagon disclosure makes one thing clear. UFOs are real. The U.S. Navy has finally acknowledged that videos appearing to show UFOs flying through the air are real. The Navy says it still doesn't know what the objects are, and officials aren't speculating. For the first time ever, members of the military are breaking their silence. I never spoke a word about my incident for almost 40 years. With shocking revelations. There was no doubt that an unidentified flying object took our missiles off alert. And horrifying encounters. There's
0: nothing that words can even describe. It's like an orb, man, look at that shit.
1: It's
3: full Satan. But are we prepared? A single UFO would have the ability to wipe out the Air Force for a war of the worlds. The real worst
1: case scenario is that we are targeted for total extermination.
0: Again, you can stream that right now on Discovery Plus. Check it out. All right. It is time now for the Colonel to shine. Marty Vias, where are we going first?
1: Well, hey, Dave. Uh, Listen, Uh, scientists say there might be another reality right beyond this one. For those of us who worried the world somehow got trapped in the wrong timeline, relax. Scientists are now saying there might actually be two realities. Two researchers, excuse me. Two researchers from the University of Maryland released their findings in a study earlier this month in the Journal of Physical Review Research. Excuse me just a second. Got to learn how to breathe again. Okay. um, (laughs) According to a university press release, though, a second reality isn't exactly what they set out to find. While studying layers of graphene made with hexagons of carbon, they found repeating patterns that changed the way electricity moves. Based on their research, the pair think they accidentally found a clue that could explain some of our current reality mysteries. According to the university's Media arm, they realized that the experiments on the electrical properties of stacked sheets of graphene produced results that looked like little universes and that the underlying causes could apply to other areas of physics. In stacks of graphene, electricity changes behavior when two sheets interact. So they believe that unique physics could similarly emerge from interacting layers elsewhere, perhaps across the entire universe. In a sense, it's almost suspicious that it works so well by naturally predicting fundamental features of our universe, such as inflation, study co-author Victor Galitsky said in a statement, it is not uncommon for physicists to question the way our universe works. Even the best established theory can be called into question and should be if we hope to better understand the world we live in, as well as potential ones we haven't been to yet. We haven't explored all the effects. That's, that's a hard thing to do. Co-author Aliz Riza, Alariza Parhitskar uh, said in a university release, Parhitskar also said that the findings could solve many outstanding questions scientists have about conflicting or confusing law of physics. No word yet on how we get to the proverbial other side, though.
2: Dang. You'd think they'd do some research to get us there.
0: Yeah. Right. But that's, I I like that. Listen, the world is expanding quick. Our UFOs, we're getting closer to understanding that we are not alone, or at least that there is technology far beyond what we've ever expected there to be. And now the fact that we may have parallel universes, it makes me wonder what does the government know that all of these kind of um, discussions and conversations are coming up? Are, are aliens crossing through this kind of portal with the talk of black holes, a black hole whose uh, poles reversed becomes a white hole. Is that allowing things into our universe?
2: I don't hey. know. Now it's uh, that, w- that would, that uh, would answer a lot of questions as far as uh, like I was saying before tracking things. Uh, they're there one, one moment and then uh, they're gone the next. And Do you have a uh, fan would- blowing on your microphone. Do I? Yeah. I don't think so.
0: You hear it. Well, it's I don't, maybe it's because you're so tall. Every time you move your head, the wind blows across that. Microphone. <laughs> I think that's it. I it's crazy, isn't it? When you're, when yeah. you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's cool. Really? I you were all, yeah. You're yeah. tall and all proud. Right. No, we like it. All right. Uh, Paranormal detective, you're up next. Where are we going?
2: Oh, we're going to go to uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson has a scary theory on how the world will end. This is reported by Eli Shatovich. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson always seems to have some sort of theory about something, and as he should, he's, since he's the most recognizable astrophysicist on the Earth. He's been in countless television shows, hosted uh, his own podcast about things, space and science, and has a Bachelor of Arts degrees in a uh, degree in physics from Harvard and a PhD in astrophysics from Columbia. According to the famed astrophysicist, The sun will eventually expand and the earth will get so hot that the oceans will boil off and evaporate into the space. The planet will become a burning husk that just gets pulled into the sun's surface and vaporizes. And that's the way we're going to go. So, but this this is boring to uh, Tyson, apparently because he says scientists already know how the earth is going to end. The bigger question, like, How is the universe going to end is what keeps him up at night. Tyson explains a big rip theory is based on cosmic expansion, which says the universe continues to expand after the Big Bang and all of the energy and matter within it remains constant. As the universe expands, the density of all that energy and matter will become thinner. Tyson says scientists really don't know why it is happening. But they know that dark energy is causing it to happen, and it is measurable. The expansion rate will eventually uh, outstrip the gravitational forces that hold things together, even overcoming molecular bonds that hold our bodies together. Those forces will continue to gain strength as the universe expands uh, because it is getting bigger. The more vacuum is created, this dynamic will continue. Until it rips or separates all of our mo- molecules and atoms apart, including every fiber of space and time. Thank you, Neil deGrasse Tyson, for that happy happy story.
0: Wow, that is cheery. <laughs> I'm not worried about how the world's gonna end. Let me tell you how the universe is <laughs> yeah, gonna end. it's yeah. gonna bloat so big it's like wearing your favorite shirt. It no longer fits around the expanse of your gullet,
2: yeah. Yeah. And I'm uh, sitting here going, wow, do I really want to write another book? Yeah, maybe not. Nah. We'll you may not it. have time to write it, by the way. Uh, yeah, what's the point? Wow. What is the Mar- point? Marty. All right, Eric, cheer
0: us up. Where are we going next?
3: You know, I, I'm glad you bring that up. I am the one that usually brings cheer to this this show. Or beer, and
0: usually one or the other.
3: Usually beer. I've never brought a beer, which is what oh, I want to talk fair. about first, if you don't mind. Okay, uh, sure. There are three th- three things that I want to talk about this evening, in addition to my mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. The first thing is, it's a very, very serious evening. Very, very serious. And so I'd like to make it a little more lighthearted. Second, I think that I saw Greg taking a zip, not a zip, a sip. A zip of a sip? A sip of Zima. No. Those of you that are below 40 years old, Zima not was. Zima. It, I'm pretty sure. Zima. Look at
0: that. That's a Zima. Is Is that Zima? A Zima. Wait, show us the bottle, Greg. You need to answer the question. You know, answer the I, question, Greg. We need um, the truth. We deserve the truth.
1: We can handle it. We can handle the truth. Oh, Dasani. Well, he puts it at Dasani. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, so you it know.
1: <laughs> yeah. See and, that that's a stockpile that he keeps in his, uh, his shelter underneath
0: from 1987. Backyard. Yeah, exactly. Well, in yeah. case the universe rips, he's got to be prepared to get ripped with it exactly thank you David. and
3: finally i would like mm-hmm. you to go back through our budget and see if i'm uh going to be able to go to the next congressional hearing and report live for the Parals- paranormal 60 news that's,
2: that's what the, i'm talking uh, about uh, if you can let, go let and me just check out there let me just see yeah. Yeah. dave's arms just disappeared We just lost my dave's day. arm my budget, my, budget let budget. me
0: see i've got uh 20 uh i've got 40 um, I've got cash. Uh, I I've, got cash a, I've got a pass 70. to the Minnesota State Zoo and a tenor. So if you can get there on uh, fifty bucks at a Minnesota State Zoo pass, you're in, my friend.
3: I'm going to ask one of our listeners to start a GoFundMe, and by the time it's uh, funded <laughs> properly, I'm sure I can get there. All right, listen, we go. got stories to get to. All right. By the way, if you're following along for the drinking game, Marty is uh, two words behind. I think university and physicists both screwed him up. <laughs> Physic- so.
2: This is- well, hey, actually it was, listen.
0: it was universe, universe, wow. universe wow. enough. but you know, if you watch that, uh, Pentagon meeting, the, uh, the guy in charge of this, who, uh, Matrary, right. Is that his name? Uh, no, Moultrie, Ronald Moultrie. Um, but Maltrey, he could not say the word phenomenon. Did you phenomenon. notice? <laughs> right, phenomenon. He's like, no, he's like phenomenon and phenomenon. <laughs> phenomenon. And I was just laughing. I'm like Marty's gonna love this guy. I love him. <laughs> yes. All right. All
3: right. Let's get to this story. This is a good uh, one.
0: Get it started in here.
3: Okay. And listen, we have been known to uh, act like teenage boys or even younger sometimes. And there mm-hmm. is a couple statements in here that worry me. So try to hold it in. All right. A man says he has been abducted by aliens sixty times and forced to fight in their army. I'm not sure if it's the Kiss Army or the Fleetwood Mac Army, but the army. A 58-year-old from Filey, North Yorkshire, believes he's been fighting for a race of 15-foot aliens since he was 28 years old. He also claims he has been abducted no less than 60 times. He said, the first time was when I was 16 when I was traveling home on my motorbike. I went through a tunnel that I'd never seen before. The next thing I knew, I was in what looked like a dentist's office getting surgery with a 15-foot tall alien man that looked very much like Dracula, but without the sharp teeth surrounding me. I had some sort of tube pushed down my throat, and whatever liquid they pumped into me, it turned me into one of their super soldiers. For the past 30 years, I've been part of their army fighting the opposing race of aliens called the Drago's, which are tall and scaly and have heads like dragons. Mr. Kellett described a room covered in checks, much like a chessboard, as the place he goes to whenever he is abducted. He said he and his alien comrades use a glass ball located in the middle of this room, which can transport them through space and time. Mr. Kellett thinks he now has chronic fatigue syndrome and post-traumatic stress disorder, from his time involved in the space wars.
0: What's this a, a, fatigue? What is chronic fatigue?
3: Is that my word tonight?
0: <laughs> That's the first of a couple, but yes, fatigue. All right. This, this is the you don't the attack
3: others. I apologize. <laughs> I learned a valuable lesson this evening. Um, this has apparently been exacerbated by the supposed Ooh. time difference between Earth and the planets Mr. Kellett claims to have visited. He said, I've been gone for years and people don't realize it. As 4 hours here is 4 hours on one of the 4 years on one of the planets I've been to. On top of this, he suspects his memory has been wiped by the aliens who do not want him to remember fighting for them. Well, they he must said they've
0: done a very good job because he seems to remember fighting for them.
3: Well, oh, hold on.
0: Story oh. gets deeper. Oh yes. Oh. Oh,
3: there oh, are so many different races, mm-hmm. but I struggle to remember the names of all of them. I can only remember what they look like through the drawings I make which you have up here on the screen. Mm -hmm. He says, even though the dates are blurry, he remembers being rushed to a hospital with a brain tumor, but there was nothing wrong with me. I just remember leaving the hospital and forgetting things like names of the races and where it was that I had traveled to. I've spoken with other abductees and they've said the same thing happened to them. Mr. Kellett decided to share his story along with his drawings and video. He claims shows a flying man and a UFO to educate people on what is happening under their noses. He claims. There is a whole paranormal and an alien investigative department within each government, and even they don't know the full extent of what's going on. This war has been brewing and toiling for years, and some of these aliens need help. People can be abducted at any time, and they need to be prepared in such a scenario in case they are sent out to fight.
0: you say. Reproducted. 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 Everybody
3: gets a pass the rest of the night. Okay, That's I've right. learned. I've He's learned. A-
1: it was rubber well done.
0: Done.
1: I just want well, to know I, what a Dracula is. Dracula.
0: Wow, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Good get you a tracula right. before we go to breaks, uh, Greg. We need another story from the uh, the phantom ghost detective, the
2: paranormal detective. I'll get the, to the why. Got to be phantom ghost detector. That's the name <laughs> of his na- next book. What? Yeah, Why do I got to be the Phantom Ghost Detector? Why what not? The hell? It's nobody I'm, else has
0: got it. All right, well, what's going on? You,
2: you named it. I wish, I wish I had a, a story like Eric's and had checks all over my uh, floor. Be like, crew. was that Christmas junk or whatever? Checks mix. Was it uh, okay? Never mind. All right, Alien Dreams Dashed. Study says alien contact potentially four hundred thousand years away reported by Popular Mechanics reporter Tim Newcomb. Yeah, 400,000 years away. Sheesh. In a new paper from a couple of Chinese astronomers, did that just say astronomers? What was that? Astronomers. <laughs> <said> astronomers. <laughs> You've got Chinese out and astronomers.
0: <laughs> I think you're a little bit. It happens
2: to all
3: of us. It happens it's to I, all of us. Thank, well, thank you,
2: Eric. I appreciate it. And yeah. I know Marty's got my back, so mm-hmm. there we go. That's right. So Chinese astronomers, Mm -hmm. on search of communicating extraterrestrial intelligent civilizations, SETI, say that with the success rate we've seen so far, which is zilch we may need to have some new habitats formed before we can actually start chatting with our alien friends.
0: Boy, that is a positive attitude. Our, our, uh, how, how did he put that? The success rate we've had so far, which is <laughs> zilch. Is zilch. <laughs> I've been, right. I didn't know I've been so successful my whole life. This bank oh, yeah. account of my life, <laughs> majorly <laughs> successful because I have zilch in it.
2: <laughs> it's incredible. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's something to say. That's one way of looking at it. Always yep. look on the bright Thanks. side of life. Is that a show tune?
3: Yes. Excellent. All
2: right. And that could take anywhere from 2,000 years to 400,000 years, if at all. Published in the uh, journal or the astrophysical journal, the paper by researchers in Beijing, Normal University, says uh, that one of the most puzzling questions for humans is whether our existence is unique. With only one known data point, us humans on Earth, the authors admit that knowing how many SETIs exist in the Milky Way is a challenging problem that pushes the integrity of logic to its limits. That said, they aren't going to stop trying. Using uh, star formation and knowledge of planetary systems, the pair studies just how new stars could support life and when the stars formation could be supported. So most of the studies on this problem are based on the Drake equation, the authors write. The obvious difficulty of this method is that, uh, it, that it is uncertain and unpredictable to qualify the probability that life may appear on a suitable planet and eventually develop into an advanced communicating civilization. The most optimistic scenario uh, had SETI beginning just 25% into a star's lifetime with each planet holding a generous 1% chance of forming life. It could maybe take 2000 years to communicate with our friendly aliens and any of the potential 42,000 SETIs that form in the Milky Way in that time frame. So we got, we have 42,000 chances on this, but of course it may take much longer for life to form. Uh, it, we may need to let our sun cool a bit more, meaning that the star must run through maybe 75% of its life before SETI could develop. The scenario drops to a chance of SETI happening down to 0.001%. That means that the number of SETI in the Milky Way dips from 42,000 just down to 111. It also gives us 400,000 years until something works out for us. And uh, with our alien neighbors, of course, somehow or our own civilization, uh, if it should last that long.
0: So 400,000 years, mm. the turkey's still not going to be ready in my crappy yeah. oven. That's mm. true. <laughs> and now for so. something completely different. Por eu estar aqui. Tudo bem. Tudo bem, obrigado. Por favor, se afaste. Obrigado. Se você está preso, se está perdido. Eu quero saber para poder te ajudar. Gostaria de ser ajudado? Wow, I give up. I'll tell you anything. I'll tell you anything. You didn't know I could speak Portuguese so fluently, wow. did you? Wow. That's a scene from the Holzer Files in Brazil where I'm speaking Portuguese. I did ask them, do the EVPs come through in Portuguese as well? And I have yet to get an answer. I'm wondering <laughs> if they dubbed the EVP.
1: It, it looked like you're interrogating someone. Actually, I was. It sounded like well.
0: that. Yeah. Oh,
1: ah, I've okay. learned from
0: the. I've learned from the best. This guy over here, the paranormal oh, yeah. detective. Yeah. He, so well, yep. to, yeah. he told me how to. Yeah. Uh, he me how to interrogate people in Portuguese. Hey, come see me this weekend, ParasyCon 3 at the Ohio State Reformatory. I'll be on hand along with the Ghost Brothers and the cast of Kindred Spirits. Uh, There are a lot of great people who are going to be on hand. We're going to be investigating. We're going to be having a great time. Friday night is the VIP party. Monday, we're going to be there all day, signing autographs, hanging out, doing presentations, and a ghost hunt that night. Sunday, more presentations before you are sent on your merry way. You can get more information at darknessevents.com. That's events.com to keep up with where you can see me next. All right. The colonel is up. Martin Vaez, where are we off to next? Hey, one thing before I start, I I wanted to ask you a question, Dave. You may.
1: I saw you prior to COVID. I went to a few of the conferences Mm -hmm. and uh, saw you at each one. Almost every single conference, you had a different hour and a half long presentation. How do you do it? I don't, I just
0: need to know how you do it. Ah, uh, Greg they're, stands they're behind the curtain. Yeah, Greg stands behind the curtain with a microphone and I just wear a little earbud and he tells me everything is that say. what saying. Yeah, he yeah. is yeah. the puppet master.
1: And every single one of them was 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 totally totally awesome.
0: amazing. Yeah. amazing. Thank yeah. you. Like You're welcome. No. Are you tried uh, to and we are to working on butter him up or something. Uh, he's doing a good job. I do want to let everybody know we are working on this, the four leaf clover rock and wrestling rager. That'll be taking place February 2nd through the 6th with Chris Jericho, the rock and rager cruise. Uh, I'm going to be a part of it. I'm trying to get the paranormal news crew to be on board with us. And if you are there, you'll get to see a live paranormal news show and we are going to be drinking. It is going to be uh, a, a Drinko to February episode for sure. Everybody in the audience has to have their drinks, and every time one of us messes up a word, down the gullet. We'll see Order how.
1: Five at a time. That's Order right. Time.
3: And I would like Lower. to go ahead and recommend that if you do go on the cruise, please buy the alcohol package. Take it to yes. someone who didn't. Buy yes. the package. It may seem like a lot, but it's not. It's a hell of a sure. deal.
1: Hey man, all you right. know may, maybe we'll get the the rest of the ship because when we went to Dave to see Dave on the ship last time, he had half the people on the ship at his event. Maybe we'll get the the rest of them. So which
0: was weird because then the ship was like
2: resting like it this. was the Titanic yeah. Type, yeah. Very type of thing. Scary. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. say right. so And, and, go and go by the hard. way, I'm going to be drinking whiskey then. So excellent. I, I won't <laughs> drink beer. I'll I'll keep up with you guys. The non alcoholic type. <laughs> Dead <on>.
0: silence. <laughs> maybe, maybe.
1: Let's get yeah, going. Okay. Marty, where are we uh, going next? Tom DeLong, hmm. sci-fi action comedy, Monsters of California. Tom DeLong is set to release his directional debut, Monsters of California, later this year. And while he's yet to lock down a release date, per the film's, uh,
0: let's see here. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I give you, uh, you a story with not the worst the sentences it. in it. And they're I, all 72 font. How could you not read it?
1: <laughs> I was writing stuff on I wrote right over this word. Per the film synopsis, Monsters synopsis. of California. It's synopsis, yeah. Uh, Monsters of California follows the mind bending exploits of Dallas Edwards, who flanked by an ensemble of s- similarly dorky sex and drug loving teenagers attempt to unearth answers to a series of mysterious paranormal events happening around Southern California. As they peel back the layers on this onion of the unexplainable, they unravel the extraordinary secrets held within the deepest levels of the government. In a statement, DeLong said, anyone who knows me or follows me on social media knows I'm no stranger to the paranormal, which is why I'm directing monsters of California was a no brainer. The film takes my fascination with the unexplained combines it with the skate culture I grew, up of, I grew up of and tosses in my ridiculous sense of humor that millions got to witness during my Blink-182 days. In recent years, I've had the good fortune of helping the government remember how much they care about UFOs through the work we do at to the stars, and it's that experience which helped inspire this movie. I can't wait for audiences to see the messed up fun and adventure these kids go on.
0: That's very exciting. exciting. All right. It yeah. looks like uh, Eric. Eric, we still need a good nickname for you. Chachi. I mean, that's what I call you, but it doesn't have the same <laughs> ring as the paranormal... Detective and the Colonel. We need something a little bit more. The Colonel, the Paranormal Detective, and Chachi. You see, that's the... Uh, I mean, throw it, it in the that. chat.
3: If you've got any ideas, throw it in the chat. I did love Joni, so that's fair. That is All true. All right. Let's get to this. <laughs> so, All right. This is something I always wondered. Bear what? Grylls, right? Yes. He's yes. always out there in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And why hasn't he run across some sort of creature, a Bigfoot or, or something else? Well, believe it or not, he's been investigating
0: them. So no, no, he hasn't. No?
3: <clears throat> no, you got
0: to uh, read that first sentence. Jesus.
3: Our your Our no. Yorkshire Bear Grills has spotted some unusual activity in uh-huh. the New York Moors on one of his excursions.
0: Right. And then what's the next line?
3: Ben Walgate.
0: Yeah. That's, imp- yeah that's their Yorkshire version of Bear Grills. See?
3: You mean oh. I pulled a story? I didn't even know what I was pulling.
2: Yeah. I remember <laughs>
3: I remember my remember first, pulling story. Your first story.
2: Yeah. That's, that's this why is it.
3: not my night.
2: No, nope, right. go for it. All right.
3: Here we go. I, so uh, ben ben I, Walgate, the supposed Bear Grylls, as I like to think of him, <laughs> is known for his impressive exploration of woodland and outdoorsy spaces. But on one of his recent adventures into North Yorkshire, here he experienced what he claims is poltergeist activity. The 35-year-old from Malton, has always been intrigued by paranormal activity and believes the Moors is a hotspot for strange activities. Growing up, Ben says he always had strange experiences. He grew up in a haunted house with poltergeist activity. He claims. And from his first camping trips to the woods with club scouts, he has always encountered strange experiences in woods, which he can't explain.
0: Uh, Did anybody here ever uh, join the club scouts? Club scouts. Listen, you uh,
3: guys all have a copy Eric, of my story. That's it Bear. says club. It Where's says club. It,
0: show me the line. I've got it. Oh, right don't there. do that. Third paragraph, second sentence. It oh, comes right. out good. It does say with the club scouts. Very nice. Wow. All right. So good my, job, my question Barrett.
3: was: I, I um, wonder if that's what they call it over in the UK.
0: Oh, yeah, in we, the club. Scout. It
3: scouts. They call them the Club Scouts.
0: Might they might? You might. You have me on that. So I'll. Listen, I already screwed
3: up that I thought this story was about Bear Grylls. So
0: it is a club, and they are scouts. So makes sense. He said, there's
3: so much more out there that's intrigued me. I've spoke to people about it, and there are hundreds of people that have had my experiences. I found that the North York Moors is a hotspot, and hikers, dog walkers, and so many other people have seen strange things in the skies. Paranormal activity, ghosts, and some people claim to have seen a Bigfoot-type character. I just think all these people can't misidentify something. What are they identifying, he questions. UFOs have always been what interests Ben the most, and the universe is just so big, we don't know even how big it is. Well, we kind of do, but okay. Maybe in the UK they don't. I don't know.
0: God. I, I, uh, I just, UK, you can send your hate mail directly to yeah. eric at no, I, no, I love no. the, U-A-K.
3: I, the UK. Listen, I don't know great. the rules in other countries, Okay. <laughs> I mean, I just saw my buddy who speaks clear English speak in Portuguese. I don't know what happens when you go to other countries. Yeah, that is true. Exactly. All right. So when Ben, not Bear Grylls, visits mm-hmm. the Moors, he takes a this – this, look at this sentence here, guys. I'm going to read it as the story is written. When Ben visits the Moors, he takes a magnetic pulse device, which picks up magnetic pulses. Wow. Okay. Get that? Okay. Yeah. Almost like a Ouija board. He claims spirits can manipulate the device, but humans can't. He added, I've asked specific questions to the device, and it spiked every time. I know all the sounds of wildlife. I know it's not an animal. I have heard very strange noises that I can't explain. I kind of go into my scientific mind and use process of elimination to try and figure out what it is, although I would be lying if I said I wasn't scared. I camp miles from my car. It's even more scary to know that where I'm at is a place where others have reported seeing sightings and strange things. Ben's fascination with paranormal activity started when he overheard an ex-colleague talking about the time he took a shortcut through the moors and was followed by a strange light that hovered above the sky. Ben said he was terrified and he wasn't exactly someone who would make this kind of story up. He started digging and plenty of people have said they have seen things there.
0: Stick to the moors, stay clear of the road. That's the opposite advice from American werewolf. Right,
2: That's all you right. have to do is
0: tell dumb Americans, go to the Moors, stay away from the road, and they'll stick to the road. Then they don't get oh, hit yeah. by werewolves in John. Exactly. Yeah. Right. All right.
2: Good, good job, Eric. Yeah, you did a good, good job. Great job, yeah. Eric. There's, there's the big right. foot
0: print that they found when he was out there doing the investigation. So if you're watching, you can see that. If you're listening, go check out the Paranormal 60 YouTube page. And again, thank you, everybody, for checking this out, and uh, please continue to support the show by, by checking it out and sharing it with others. All right, uh, we've got an interesting story coming from an area, guys, right where I grew up, Bensonville, Illinois. Manuel Navarrete of UFO Clearinghouse said he received the following report at the end of April, which details an encounter with a winged humanoid in Bensonville, Illinois. Now, that reportedly occurred on the 28th of that month. I was at work Thursday night. I just brought back a man lift from a construction site that we had picked up and brought back to the yard. I just driven the man lift off the trailer and was about to get back into the truck and park it. When I saw some movement from the back of the yard, I grabbed a flashlight and headed back toward the storage containers that are kept back there. I saw something on top of the container. I shined the light on it and asked them what the hell they were doing back there. And said that I was about to call the police if they didn't get out of there. I kept walking toward them and yelling when I suddenly heard a series of clicks, rapid fire clicks, and what sounded like chirping. Now, I'm a bit of a history buff, and back in World War II, U.S. Trips, uh, troops rather, used to carry these <laughs> clickers called crickets. You got me. No. That, that they used to communicate with one another. This sounded like these clickers, only faster and louder, same pitch and tone. I was about 12 feet from the containers when I looked up and was met with a pair of red eyes that were staring directly at me. These were attached to what looked like a tall being that must have been at least six to seven feet tall and looked like a giant man bat kind of thing. I lost my mind and started backing up while trying not to scream like a little girl. This man bat was particularly lit up by the lights that we have around the yard. I tried to shine my flashlight on this thing, and it started clicking at me and took off into the air. It took off toward the north. I particularly ran back to the truck and got in where I parked it. I swear to God, I sprinted toward my car, which was parked by the main building where it was lit up by the streetlights. Thoughts of something swooping down to attack me were swirling around in my head. I got in my car and left, not stopping till I got home. The witness was reluctant to first speak with Navarette, but the investigator said he was eventually able to convince the man to speak with him about his experience. The witness reportedly told Navarette that he has been a driver for the industrial equipment rental company for about three years. The witness appeared to be sincere in his recounting of the events on that night, and they did not change any of the story and even corrected me when I tried to purposely embellish the story. Navarette said of the interview, the next step will be a field investigation with the witness's permission that will be conducted at the earliest available opportunity. There have been two other purported sightings in Bensonville since Navarette received this report, but neither sighting has yet the same requisite re- uh, witness contact and investigatory follow-up to be considered for publication by the singular Fortean Society. The village of Bensonville is directly adjacent to O'Hara International Airport, which has been the epicenter of a recent spate of winged humanoid sightings in the Lake Michigan Mothman investigation, with over a dozen sightings reported coming from the airport itself since August of 2019, and many more reported in the surrounding communities. These reports from the larger investigation have come from, very, uh, from every state, rather, bordering Lake Michigan, and they date all the way back to 1957. I grew up, I never once heard about these, but in the last, I think, six to seven years, there has been this insane uptick in visual representations of this Mothman bat-like creature, and you could find it all over the Chic- Chicago land area. So, freaky, very freaky. All right, speaking of freaky... The paranormal detective is up next with his tale of high strangeness.
2: Where are we going? Wow, Justin? where are we going? L- let's go to uh, let's go to Gracie Mansion. I'm glad uh, it, that's it, the next it, picture I have. Hey, that's that's uh, good timing. Uh-huh. Good is Gracie Mansion? <laughs> is Gracie Mansion governor's mansion? Come on, man! I didn't do that to you. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you can see somebody up there in the window. Mm-hmm. All right. So, is Gracie Mansion? Haunted Mayor Adams says there are ghosts there. Reported by the New York Post, Tim Donnelly. Club going Mayor Eric Adams is a man who likes to boogie. Now, <laughs> okay. yeah, I didn't. I, that's what this saying. is an
0: in-depth report, by the way. Yeah, it, it gets is. That mm-hmm. into it, yeah.
2: Uh, <clears throat> now he is also apparently believes in the boogeyman. Adams turns mm. his attention from the Brox Bombers to. The Manhattan Booers, as he broke news in the Yankees press box during Tuesday's game, Gracie Mansion is haunted. I don't care what anybody says. There are ghosts in there, man. Mayor Adams told Yankees announcer Michael Kay and Cameron Mabin, who invited him into the booth after the mayor tossed out the first pitch. Adams laughed while confirming he sees stuff moving around and hears footsteps in the stately 223-year-old country house that became the official mayor's residence in 1942. Listen, they're creeping around, he said. If the mansion is haunted, that's, that, that would be news to historians, ghost hunters, and former employees who told the Post they haven't heard anything and aren't familiar with any stories of spirits hauntings or un- the undead people lurking around the people's house? Absolutely not. I never heard of such idicy. <laughs> idicy. Idicy. <Yeah>. Yes, <laughs> idicy. idiocy. 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 Yes.
1: Idiocy. Idiocy. I know what you said. meant,
2: Greg. I know. Thank you you get a
3: pass, Greg. You get a pass. Thank you, Martin. Wow. Thanks.
2: Because communication is all about understanding, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah.
0: Understand. All right. We don't wow, wanna, that, so,
2: that was very deep
0: of you. Communication is about understanding. Well played, well played. So, um, I wish that was a setup. I wish too. That just fell Perfect.
1: fell on your lap.
0: Okay, hold on. He's only halfway through this story, so let's get going. It All right, is and on my lap. Saturday. It.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Absolutely not. I never heard such idiocy said. Uh, Anna Maria Santorelli, who worked as the chef and event manager for the mansion under Mayors. David Dinkins, Rudy Giuliani, and Michael Bloomberg. Santorelli said, who some, or Santorelli, who sometimes pulled 19 hour shifts feeding the mayor and guest, told the Post she never heard one story of a bump in the night during her many years. Adams is not the first inhabitant of the house to mention ghosts, though. Former first lady, Sherlane McCray said, "Her name, Sherlane McCrae said during a Halloween interview in 2017 that she witnessed some unusual activity, saying there are sometimes doors when, or, there are times when doors <laughs> open and close by themselves, and these floors, hard. words the, is hard, the floors creak." Uh, and someone walks through the rooms. Imagine that floors creaking when people walk through the rooms. Shit, Ugh, ghostly
0: mind. people. Was this that Shirley
2: really McLean long... you said? Mm-hmm. Shit. Charlize <laughs> McLean. All right. Her sister. We still have more guys. Hold on. Oh, there's a whole bunch more. Yeah, here we go. Um, at least one person knows. Uh, at, at least one person is known to have died at Gracie Mansion. Elizabeth Gracie. Daughter in law of the merchant who constructed the house, who died from apoplexy. Apoplexy? Apoplexy, which is like a stroke, Mm in 1819. But one death at the address is uh, actually quite low for New York's uh, many layered history, historian said. The building, one of the oldest structures in Manhattan, has a general aura of spookiness. And to at least some visitors, the place did straighten up and, uh, and give me the creeps. Andrew fine, vice president of the East 86th street association and area next to the mansion. He told the post it was just really old and dated. I could see how somebody staying in that house would feel that way. He only toured the building once, but said if he were the mayor, he would be burning a boat ton of sage before he entered that joint again. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, Hey,
1: Greg, yeah. uh, this is the paranormal 60, not the paranormal six hours, okay? Yeah, so maybe on your next report. Pushing, yeah. yeah.
0: Right. Don't worry. I think uh, Martin's about to go over the limit you just hit, Greg. Well, All right, okay. Colonel, before you get too cocky, Let's talk about a woman that's been stalked by a ghost that dragged her downstairs and became a spirit hunter because of it. That's right. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: The uh, Rosaline Fenton uh, from the mirror reports that a woman who was stalked by uh, for an entire year by a troubled spirit that dragged her down the stairs has told how she became a ghost hunter. Debbie McCall, an experienced investigator of everything from haunted castles to dungeons and tunnels realized a spirit had attached himself to her back in 2012. After a local church refused to banish him, she sought help from a medium who advised her to let go of the negative energy that was attracting it. Now Debbie, a Portsmouth, says that this helped her regain control of her life. Since Debbie created Ghost to Ghost. She has gone on more than 120 haunting excursions, taking a mixture of believers and skeptics. In November 2012, Debbie's life changed forever after a spirit attached itself to her and refused to leave her alone for over a year. She said she actually feared for her life as the spirit, which was initially invisible, but eventually turned into a sinister shadow, would taunt her by moving items around and eventually became aggressive and dragged her down the stairs. Terrified, she turned to various churches to help, but says no one knew what to do. She said this spirit just wouldn't go away. The haunting got particularly bad, and the uh, spirit caused physical disturbances. Objects would be moved, things would fly around, and I even got attacked. I was pushed down the stairs and dragged by my ankles. That happened four or five times. Yeesh. Yeah. And one time it was even witnessed by a friend who ran out of the house, which would be something I would do. <laughs> I was literally stalked for over a year, she says. The spirit was a bit taller than I was, around five seven and quite wide. Ooh, there was a, a yeah.
0: quite wide spirit. Do you know a what we call that? Fat? No, we call it Whoa. a portly geist. Ah, uh,
2: <laughs> uh, uh, uh.
0: That's dumb. right. The more you know. What do you mean, dumb?
1: How dare no, you? No, no, no. That was very yeah. educational. Right. Yeah. Um, so, <clears> hmm. <throat> she says she was absolutely uh-huh. terrified. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea how to deal with it. At the time, I couldn't see him, but I could feel him. Desperate oh, to escape God. being tormented by the spirit, she went to a medium And realized that she needed to let go of any negative energy that was keeping the spirit latched onto her. Thankfully, by the end of 2013, the spirit left her in peace. But there was no turning back for Debbie, who became intensely passionate about the paranormal. She said, and I quote, The spirit took over my life. I thought I was going completely mad. It got to a stage where it didn't matter where I was. He would appear and perform. He'd start moving objects to scare me and get my attention, was, which was witnessed by friends and even colleagues at work. They couldn't believe what they were seeing. They were just shocked. It was the most difficult year of my life, but I don't regret it because it has got me to where I am today. I believe these things happen for a reason. She ain't
0: wrong. She ain't, she wrong. ain't wrong. No. All right, mm-hmm. folks, believe it or not, our final story is here. And we're going to go to the great delegate from the state of Texas, now in Mm. Oklahoma, to share this tale of wonder. Uh, What's the the topic you've brought for us, Eric?
3: Well, we're going to file this under there's a first time for everything. Mm -hmm. Believe it or Mm -hmm. not, a woman has taken to Facebook to write a strange post about Yoga Barbie. On May 3rd, a woman posted a picture of the Yoga Barbie on display at a Target claiming that Satan... Always comes as appearing innocent. He will never come with horns and a pitchfork. The poster who wrote the bizarre rant is Yasmeen Suri, who is, according to the website, she links in the post, a licensed, ordained minister, professional singer, <clears throat> and speaker. Uh, if you could just go ahead and hit the mute when you're going to clear yeah. your throat while I'm talking, that'd be great.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Wow, Dave. That was Gregory.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Paranormal This is the best story of the night. Okay. Yeah. All right. So as you can see there in the picture, certainly looks like a uh, professional singer and ordained minister. Mm -hmm. She claims in her Facebook post that the yoga Barbie has five guided meditations telling everyone that yoga is Hinduism and how you cannot separate the poses from the religion. Yoga's origins are also not definitive since it is such an ancient practice, likely predating Christianity and Satanism. It has roots in Hinduism and Buddhism, but as we all know, it also has many modern iterations as a form of exercise and relaxation. I have seen children get possessed by demons. This Barbie also teaches you breathing. Her pet is also involved. Not
2: breathing.
0: Yes, oh my breathing. God. A true sign of Satan demonic entity, it breathes. Oh, that's right. Satan is after your children.
2: Hey, come on. We need to know everything. She continues in her rant saying how Satan wants to indoctrinate
3: your kids and Mm -hmm. use them for some glory. And how as your kids grow, they will grow rebellious, depressed, and maybe even suicidal. Claiming that a parent will not know what is happening and then ends her rant by saying that you must remove all toys and clean your children's room of all demonic attachments. Wow, look at that. Then, as all good marketers do, she ends her post with a link to her website. Her strange rant seems to claim that yoga and this Barbie doll will lead to demonism. There are a lot of fallacies in her claim, as you can imagine. I believe yoga is good for you, and there are benefits for children playing with Barbie dolls. So now, if you don't mind, I'd like to give you a little PSA. Mm Mm-hmm. Playing with Barbie dolls allows children to develop social processing skills and empathy in the future. It enables them to think about other people around them and how they might react to one another. So, no, a yoga Barbie doll does not and will not possess your child with some demon from hell. Yoga is not demonic. Yoga is a relaxing exercise that has many benefits with one helping you relieve a lot of stress. It's okay to stretch and find a moment of peace, and yoga can do that. So if you're worried that yoga is going to conjure up some demons to possess you, don't worry. Yoga is just an exercise, not some demonic ritual.
0: Mm. I don't know what's. I don't know what's more demonic, mm. is it uh, Greg clearing his throat or the Colonel heavy breathing during that? sorry. Yes. Yes. he's nose uh, nose breathing right into the mic for you. Uh, but wait, what's that strange noise we just heard? Mm. Could this be? Dumbest news of the day. I think I, I have to agree. Namaste. <laughs> yeah, yoga Barbie being evil might truly be the dumbest story. I Namaste. think
2: that
1: was a good story, Eric. And uh mm-hmm. I learned something new that I didn't know
0: four minutes ago. There's someone out there for everyone. There is. Right. <laughs> well, that's it for this week, kids. Thanks a lot for tuning in and spending some time for us. Can you believe it? We've kept it under 90 minutes today on the Paranormal (laughs) Sixty. For the crew, Eric Folsom, Martin Vaez, and Greg Lawson, I am your anchor, Dave Schrader. This is the best in paranormal programming. You've been listening to the Paranormal Sixty News. Normal 60 News is a words is hard,